Hi there. Hi, how you doing? Not too bad. That is this call. Yes, speaking. Hi, Carl. Sorry to drag you out of the bath. No, it's okay. <laughs> how are you? Good, just very busy. Um, doing a lot of uh, things in the respect of radio broadcasting and working on my album right now. So, right. Uh, a lot of sleep this night and uh, stress. Yes, well, that's all. <laughs> that's all part of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's uh, show business, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've been doing this for 18 years now, you know, when are you actually going to slow down? I don't think I will, actually. Um, I think that, uh, A, there's going to be too much demand on what I'm doing. People seem to enjoy it uh, eventually, uh, but I'll, I'll enjoy it immensely as well. Mm -hmm. I think once you're into something, you just never stop. It's like the rolling stone, it's not a yeah. uh, 35-year elusive uh, kind of... Uh, uh, band which is still prolific today yeah only one reason why they're still here because they enjoy it and yeah you know if, if you ever ask the stones when they're in, in, the, in the in the 60s <laughs> and you'll ever go for it would have been laughing over the since uh, 30 years so. yeah true true yeah that's true okay well so you got a bit of catching up to do there but in the meantime you are <laughs> you are classified um i don't know how you how you take to it but being the greatest dj in the world how does one actually sort of attain the title you know, what is the criteria? Um, I think the criteria, in a sense, is uh, being around for 27 years as, as a DJ, mm. 18 years professionally. Mm -hmm. the, it's the attitude towards it, really. It's not about, you know, the perfect mix or the best records or being DJ in, 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 all, the, in all the fantastic places. Mm. You, know, you, you create entertainment in, you know, in the most uh, uh, you know, unbelievable places, you know, mm. in dirty warehouses, mm. front bedrooms, mm. you know, uh, a recreational hall outdoors in a field, you know. Mm. You know, you, as an artist, you have something which you which you give to people as a part of enjoyment. And uh, you know, half the time, it's like to do with music. You mm -hmm. know, I talk to people. It's um, how I conduct myself as an artist, and then also hopefully inspire people to go take what I have and to carry on. Mm. And uh, and this is the things as an overall person which makes you in a sense quote by quote great mm. because of what people how they relate to yourself. Mm. So it's really it's not even just about DJing, it's, it's what they see, see uh, to you as a person. Right, right. Creative story of uh, the world's greatest in the sense of, of well, how people perceive me. Yes. Uh, I mean, I've never really, I've never really set out to, to become, you know, where I am, where I am today. Right. But um, it's, it's obvious that, uh, uh, that, that I have a lot more than a lot of other DJs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I say, you, you obviously have a lot to offer, but... Uh, as I say, obviously, uh, the, I mean, the, the whole dance culture, um, you know, I think a couple of years ago was classified as obviously being a fad, uh, but that isn't the yeah. case now, obviously, because um, I think it's lasted a lot longer and obviously it's, it's gone a lot further. Um, do, you, do you actually, yeah, do you actually sort of see a ceiling at all on its growth? Um, well, it's, it's going to carry on now. I mean, it's, there's going to be something uh, in the sense of uh, the millennium, which Gonna, which is going to carry on the legacy of dance music, which is going to take it to the next step. Mm. Um, so, you know, you had your 60s and your 70s and your 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, the 90s have been a year of DJs. Yeah. And all that's going to happen here is that uh, things are just going to develop with the new school of people that are growing into the music today. Mm. I mean, the people now who are growing into the music today what might even, you already know a bit about Rolling Stones. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. You know, these people because of, of, of the generation. Yes. Now you're going to have a new generation, which which obviously dance dancing become much more prolific. Yeah. So with that, it just carries on mm. to, to different avenues. 
Um, you know, I mean, it's going to be further reaching than myself because, I mean, it's, it's been the next five years or, or probably so much DJing down to a serious minimum. Mm. But uh, then myself is developing into making more and more music, mm. uh, which will carry on mm. the situation that I have as an as a, as a artist. Yes, because, but, um, yeah. This is what you're going to find in the future. Mm, because, I mean, obviously people are going to be referencing you in the future as well as being, you know, as being one of the... You know, I mean, as as you would reference Rolling Stones and, and David Bowie, they would then obviously reference you. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that exactly. so? This is how it goes. I mean, you know, I'm going back to five. Martin Rocky, Martin Rocky, I know, and Muhammad Ali. It's kind of like they are classed as the greatest of their time. Yeah. Uh, but then they had to sugar rain letters. Up to the new banks, up to the people who So, it's, it's, you know, this, this is how you. How I like to view it because, of, of course, we're all artists in our own right, but we've in our own time. Mm. So, all I like to say is that I believe the legacy of, of, of what I achieved for myself as an individual person. Sure, sure. Is that sort of the aim with um, ultimate music management that you can basically be responsible for, you know, actually moving with, you know, um, with the growth of, uh, of the whole culture? Yeah, the idea really of that was, was in my early days, I, I couldn't find. Uh, a, a company that could represent what I was actually about mm. as a as a DJ uh, show artist to, to develop what I had, mm. rather than me just be kind of to agencies and because of course of my popularity of the time, mm. got booked on that basis, mm. it would have been unfair just to be like Carl Cox was of that time because you know the rave area era was something which was uh, of course gave me a very serious high profile, mm. but then you have to carry on from that. Sure, sure. Um, management company. Um, you know, it allowed me to be represented in such a way of of of, uh, of understanding what was the actual needed, but also get other people to respect and mm. and, uh, and, uh, and then also to look at what we're doing is, is, is very serious. It's quite much, you know, the scene is happening now. Get the money, mm. you know, get the money now before it all finishes. You know, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 It's something which can be developed. So. Yeah. So that sort of attitude goes on, goes on, goes on to all the other uh, DJs and artists that I have on, on my mind, but that's the way how I've been handled through my career. Right. And I like to set that myself. Mm. Is that also the thinking with Worldwide Ultimatum, is uh, that you can also then control the music aspect of it as well? Well, again, I couldn't find a company that could uh, represent my music or how I felt about when I was making music. Mm. I always thought that the company put music out by artists. Mm. Excited um, as as they were, I'd say uh, obviously at the at the beginnings. I mean, obviously, um, you know, from Asset House onwards. But it, is that excitement uh, still sort of evident, you know, in, in in the music industry at the moment, as far as what yeah, you do? It's, it's a it's a hard one to really judge, but from where I'm standing, I mean, just this weekend alone, um, on Thursday night, it was myself and Josh Green playing Ultimate Face, yeah, and uh, we did that first live internet broadcast. Wonderful. And, and, it was an amazing uh, a technical achievement based mm. on what, what, it, what that stands for. Yeah. The broadcast 
there's the people obviously give us much less the world to listen. And so therefore you've got this pinpoint of this tiny club, two fifty people mm. you know, to the world and we had about two, two or three hundred hits within five hours. Gee, it was amazing. Gee, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. I mean, now we had all cups. Then we had the two days before we went on there. Gee, so that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Friday night, I played a, I played a, a club called Bar Rumba, right. which is a, a guy called Adam Freeman and Randy T. Who's just, and it's just like, basically, it's just pure future breakbeats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy that music too, and that was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Down the road. So it's actually like I played on Radio 1. selective but I think also um, especially in this country as well the you know that the market has grown I think just based on the fact that it's become as big as it has and people who wouldn't traditionally sort of go out to a rave or even you know partake in, in, in sort of dance music are now you know getting into it just by virtue of the fact that it's uh, you know that you can't ignore it yeah but this is, this is, this is what's happened here because it's, it's, it's not like how punk was you know where it only really it was only a selective few that felt an article to a certain of like, I don't care about anybody or what, what the regime says, I'm going to have a Mohican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was okay off the time. Yeah. Off the time. But it only, it only sprung a few bands and major companies got involved, of course, but mm-hmm. not anything felt like that. Mm-hmm. You know, which is obvious. But at least it's not it was something for everybody yes. to, to enjoy if, if, if they really wanted to enjoy. And, and of that, what I found. Because a lot of people used to go to heavy metal, heavy metal concerts, mm. uh, and I've now turned into into these big, you know, dance parties. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a major switch. I mean, you get people that are into dance parties that are now probably into into ISIS. Yes, yeah. You know, at least it's at least it's switching around to a point of that you you just can appreciate it rather than well, that's crap and that is good. Sort of mm. thing. Some people with heavy metal will still saying what they're about and those people mm. who cares. They're mm. And this is, this is just one development or one thing a lot of people didn't really realize mm. that uh, you know, it was an open door for a lot of people to enjoy. Sure. But I mean, I think you also find um, with, with a lot of key artists, the likes of Oasis and uh, and sort of your, your your current top twenty bunch. If you look at any of the any of the any of their B sides or their remixes, um, it's got a dance flavor attached to it now because of what has happened. Yeah. You know, it's kind of. I think it's an association um, in the sense of of respect. Yes. Stuff is doesn't spring up as many bands as it should do in the sense of of the rock era. But at least there are bands that are in our aspect uh, to the whole dance scene has also, you know, um, come because, I mean, initially there wasn't that respect because of the fact that everyone said, yes, it's, uh, you know, flavor of the month or whatever. Um, but now there, there seems to be, as I say, um, major label respect and obviously just general industry respect to the, the likes of yourself 
and 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 to what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's difficult at the moment because uh, you know people latch onto things. I mean you know you have the happy house thing latched onto, jungle latched onto, they just see garage. You know, and, and other things before, but the the what 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 retains this whole thing really is is the underground independent labels, mm -hmm. and also the smaller DJs, smaller underground DJs that still diversify with their music and stand up so what they break believe mm. myself mm. I stand by exactly where the underground is but with, but with obviously overground appeal of what I've created sure. so therefore I'm very fortunate to play something which ain't even made yet mm. and, then, and then cause such an awareness on it that it becomes a record based on how good it is mm. I think it's good it is. the record is good Sometimes maybe labels wouldn't look to it until maybe three years' time. Yes, yeah. You know, it's great for the labels. Maybe labels look silly based on on the the non-belief of the record at the beginning. Quite a whole thing. Maybe labels will never get into it unless they have this racing culture around it. Then they'll say, oh, now we can market this way record to these ravers. Before they had this record, and then the ravers, because, you know, it wasn't developed at that time. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what must be interesting for you know for, for someone like yourself who's been in it uh, for as long as you have, and you know, seeing these uh, you know differences of, of of opinions um, over a period of time, and then and seeing it come to fruition. Oh yeah, mm. it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, you know, it, it has to be interesting. I think I think you're always going to be looking for a goal at the end of the day. Um, and this is what keeps the things alive as well, because you know you still got people like Luke Slater, who's a serious underground album, people mm. like Stray Beltran and Kanye and Richie Horton, producing albums. And you know whether it becomes great or not, it doesn't really matter. What they believe in, you've got people who follow that mm. as, as a fan base. You know, they like Richie Horton music. So mm. Therefore, you know even if you make a label, don't pick it up. It doesn't matter. You know, it still gets sold by the underground, and you find it, you find it. And and if you have to sort of try and single out an aspect of what it is that you do, um, which part do you actually enjoy the most? If you had to sort of pinpoint it, it's, it's the live work. It's, it's me getting out there, seeing the crowd, put my first record on, and people going, "Yep, we have a good time." Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the point. And then I'll give them the better time that they think they're going to have. Yeah. So they walk away, you know, like, "Wow, oh, it's quite cool." <laughs> <laughs> Or Christ, that was uh, <laughs> one of the crap I've heard in my life. You know? <laughs> Everybody's got their, their own opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's the majority rule, and it's the majority is like what I do, and then fine, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, it's that moment of, of, uh, of hey, you know, if I've, if I've made an effort to, to go somewhere, mm. then people appreciate it just, just on that. Yes. A lot of people don't really understand it because they think that you, you, know, you, come, you go from your bed to the club for yes. Yes. two hours and then, and then leave instantly. Yes. You know? Sometimes it could take a lot of coming over to you guys. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you know minimum ten hours. Yeah. And then, you know at least minimum six to eight hours before before I could do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> then do the club and then party after and then folks do exactly the same thing the next day. We've got to do the next day. Yeah. So it's a bit of a robot, which nobody is real human in the end of the mm, day. No, no. One thing or another to understand a lot of that because it's, it's hard work. Basically. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, obviously, this is going to be your second trip to South Africa. And um, w what are you actually going to be doing this time round compared to, say, what you did last year in September? Um, well, last time I really enjoyed everything that was going on around me. Mm -hmm. um, 
recent release here um, of that. Will you be doing some of that as well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, with the uh, CWA situation that we put out the live uh, element of Wolf Act 2 on the CD. Yes. And, uh, and, and that, that is a cold cross life right there. Right. We put out a contact to begin with. And uh, it's just to get people to capture the spirit of what the mission was going on. And to see that, you know, even though I'm a DJ, it's still live. Absolutely. I so we'll we'll be there with bells on. Don't don't you worry about that. <laughs> okay, that'd be, well, make yourself known when you're there. I shall do. And thanks again for your time. Okay, no problem at all. Cheers, then. Bye bye. Bye bye. 